Welcome everyone to D&D Tonight! We're a family of 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons players. That's all we do 24-7, every day, all the time. I eat, sleep, and breathe Dungeons & Dragons. Exactly. But usually it's Tuesday night. And <laughs> usually it's with this family in front of me that you can't see. Hello, beautiful family. Who wants to say hi first? Never mind. <laughs> Ghostlinger, say hello to the people out on the interwebs. Uh, hi. Do that. Do that voice you just did a minute ago. Oh, the voice. Yeah, the voice. That one voice that is really good for some odd reason. Yeah, for some odd reason. Perfect. What do you do, Ghostlinger? Stab. <laughs> do you stab him? Stab. Stabby, stabby. Just, if you can't just... tell, Ghostslinger is a rogue ninja half-elf who likes to stab. <laughs> stab. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's invaded my friend's personal game that I don't record. Everybody stabs him. Every turn, it's stab him. Stab him again. <laughs> Let's switch over to Dad in Florida. Dad, how are things in Florida and who are you? I am Merlin the Magician. I have lots of talent that I'm learning every week. New something New type of spell, levitation, fire throwing, uh, water breathing, fast feet. I can do lots of stuff. Balls of sand. It's amazing. Dad definitely does enjoy his book of magic spells. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes he is even making ones up I've never heard of. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, as always, is our good friend, Asharis. Hello. I am Asharis, the ranger wood elf. No, you're not. Who likes animals? No. No? Yeah, she's right. I like taming the animals. No. You're Tiffany, and you play Asharis. <laughs> oh, another interesting thing that I totally forgot. Uh-oh, Merlin got his wizarding stick. Look, Asharis. Look at that. Frozen Head State Park, Tennessee. Huh. It's just a stick. That's pretty good. It's not just a stick. This has magical powers. It's just a stick. It's a staff. It's a, a foreboding. Stick. It's a quarter staff, and if he hits you with it, you'll take 1d8 bludgeoning damage. Mm, this is accurate. And it's got a... Look, look it's got an orb on it. Okay. facets. He's got the multifaceted gem on top, <laughs> held in place by what can cave. only be magical glue. We got magical. that at the cave. I do have a piece of, of information that I have forgotten to put out there before, and that is we have email addresses. You can email no. all of us at D&D Tonight. And by all of us, I mean if you email... Derek at D&D Tonight, you'll get a hold of me. If you email Asharis at D&D Tonight, you'll get a hold of Asharis. If you email Merlin at D&D Tonight, you'll get a hold of Merlin. And if you email Ghost Slinger, I can only imagine you'll get a hold of an angry, angry 13-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She bites and stabs. <laughs> I don't bite. That's weird. <laughs> that is not weird. <laughs> I will try to remember when this episode comes out to put those email addresses in the podcast feed so that you will be able to reach them. 
if I haven't already done it in in retroactively the future past, if that makes any sense. Because we're currently streaming episode four to the world. We're on, uh, what episode is this? 50, 55. 55. So we're on episode four in the real world, and we're recording episode 55 in the future. So all you future past people, good on you. Well, look, we should be every one a week. Yes. You won't have to wait. I, I found that out, too, as I was thinking about it. I have it auto set. I have it set to auto upload a sing an episode every week, right? Mm-hmm. But we record an episode a week, which means I have a buffer of fifty episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> that have to go out when we don't record. So that's good because we'll never have an episode missed. We'll upload an episode every week as long as I get the editing done. But it also means that as people are listening, it is so far in the past, it will have no bearing on the real world. But that's fine, because it's D&D, so we don't care about the real world. Next, we're going to Dananada. Dananada? From Angland? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's our experience points this week, sir? <gasps> that's a good question! We did a thing last week! Everyone add! Yes, we did! 100 experience points for having done a thing! Normal. In fact, y'all did so well on the thing we did last week. Go ahead and add 200 experience points because you guys succeeded in this skill challenge. You didn't just do it. You kicked its butt and ran away like professionals. Success. Seventeen. I am a professional at running away. I thought we already went over this. He bravely ran away. Brave, 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 Sir Robin. 17288. That's our new number. Yep. And Rawl didn't even get eaten by the beast in the woods when he got his legs all covered in slimy black goo. Hmm. Well, we, uh. Wait, what's the number? 17288. 17288. Uh oh. Why is there 88? I don't know. Derek's been giving out some weird experience. Uh, cause no. somewhere along the line you got five, and then somewhere else along the line you got three somehow? Yes. I don't... Hey, hey, I have a special guest star right here. It's called a ferret. It's Daisy. She just started licking... She just started licking at my feet because she wanted to say hello to everyone on the internet. And she just woke up. Hello, little girl. She does not have her own email address. (laughs) There is no email for Daisy. No, I don't... I haven't done that. I should. I should put a Daisy email address out there. A super secret, no one knows about it, Daisy email. Hello! Get her a social security number. The Disney mm-hmm. princess. Have her do your taxes. Tell him about Jingle Tracer! Oh. Uh, they're going to cosplay as Jingle Tracer for Comic-Con. Well, it sounds good. Which one's Jingle Tracer? The Christmas one where she's an elf. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Also, while Dargon has walked up behind me, if you email Dargon at D&D tonight, you'll get a hold of Dargon, maybe, if he ever feels like checking his email. Who knows? He might. He might not. But you can try. Oh, I'm getting arm kisses. Hello, little girl. Maybe Dargon's chin does not allow him to use a keyboard. (laughs) That's Brandon Branderson. Oh, it is also Brandon Branderson, but I haven't made separate email accounts for all of his characters. 
Oh, face kisses now. Yes, this is what we call the weasel break. You're gonna have to Are edit you still recording? Out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit out all the weasel break. She is so good. Mwah. All right, little girl. Where were we? Ah, yes, I know. Does anyone remember what happened last week? We've talked about it a little bit already. Skill challenge! Indeed, what happened? How did we get there? What was going on? I don't remember. Two gold balloons. <laughs> That's not how this works. So a couple of games ago, you guys were attacked by bats in the middle of the night, and then when you woke up, you headed towards what you thought was a forest on the horizon. When you got closer to what you thought was a forest on the horizon, it became apparent that, in fact, it was a terrible boneyard of huge, ginormous bones that looked like dead trees from a distance. Look at the bones! As you followed along behind Rawl with his little magic stone, it led you into the boneyard! And at the very center of the boneyard, or at least what you could surmise is the very center of the boneyard, you came across a figure. That figure told you to run! A creature! Sophia! And you ran. You ran like you couldn't even believe you were running. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> We were afraid Maybe Sophia because I couldn't days. believe I was running. It was unbelievable how much you were running. You ran so good. I normally run, though. Yeah, I know. That's why there was no question. It didn't even matter. Go. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I'm out. See ya, lady. See and then we crossed a river. A river of mud and yuck. Yes, there was a river of mud and yuck. And everything was black and white, so you couldn't tell what that river of mud and yuck was, but Rawl knew. Rawl knew that that was a river of blood. He was in it. He fell in it. It was terrible. Blood! It wasn't blood. It was just muck. He said Rawl said it was mud. No, it was blood. Yes, it was super terrifying. But thankfully, no one rolled a perception check to know what it was, but Rawl knew he could smell it, and it was terrible. It was rotting, terrible, terrible blood. It's a good thing that you guys didn't land in it. Look. It was like a sewer line. Of blood? <laughs> anyway, you guys made it across the river of blood, and then you ran through the trees. You found some trees. On the far side of, the, of this boneyard, you found some trees that were kind of old and dilapidated, and then they attacked you! And then what did you do? Oh, Merlin teleported you from one side of a really, really big bone to the other, and you escaped from the beastie. Let's see. Then what happened? Oh, I remember. I ate a chicken. <laughs> Where did you find a chicken and all that? I don't know. You tell me. Uh-oh. She found a ghost chicken, and she ate it without question. Make a constitution saving throw. No. Uh, no. This is an Kern? old class company. Hmm. Cool. Kern. K-E-R-N. This is my glass. <laughs> it's what I drink out of. Hmm. Can't take the country boy out of the country. <laughs> so, at the very end of the episode, you guys saw in the distance, there was a town. You could see buildings. A town. We're in the town now. And you could still hear those chittering bugs behind you as you start heading towards this town. Let's hope there's nothing under the town that we can accidentally summon. Well, <laughs> chittering bugs are the ones that stick in your nose and then cause you can't breathe. They're terrible. Good thing we outran. Rawl pulls out his little stone again, and it drifts out in front of him, and it is pointing towards this little town. 
<gasps> Guess. It's probably, let's see, you woke up, you went into the woods, so it's probably early afternoonish. All right. Okay. There's no way for us to know if the people in this town and the Shadowfell are nice, right? I don't know. Roll a history check. We're on the last quest, so we have to go on. We've been on a quest for the past eternity. 55 missions. I rolled a two. And I don't have history. Wait. Oh, we're making a history. So it's a two. You are not sure if they're, uh, if the people here are going to be, uh... Friend or foe. Yes. Good to you, aligned with your goals, or if they're going to be your enemy. Seventeen. Casually has a seventeen in hand. Seventeen. Ghostslinger with a 17, let's say that you know that people are people everywhere. So despite the terrible fate that has befallen someone to be in the Shadowfell, they still try to make a life for themselves. There are sporadic small settlements of good people who are just trying to make the best out of a bad situation. But you also know that anywhere that there are people, there are going to be bad people. And in the Shadowfell, that is accentuated. Because this place will make people into selfish, self-centered people. Because it's a harsh place to live, so it kind of calluses you, and it will make you... It'll test your morals as to whether or not you can stay true to yourself or whether or not this place will change you. Don't tell us nothing. <laughs> Is there a name of this town? You're too far away to uh, see if there's a name of this town. All right, so we're Yeah, because they'll definitely have a sign. Okay, guys, so the debate for me is, am I going up with the sword out? Oh my god. Ready to fight or not? (laughs) Oh, you don't need the sword. It's just a town. So around this town, as you start getting closer to it, you see what look like small farming fields, which is rather odd considering everything else around here looks like ashy, barren wasteland. It doesn't look like anything should grow here. It looks pretty desolate. And there's no sunshine. And there is no sunshine. Everything overhead is swirling black clouds. Or I say black. Gray clouds. Looks like England. <laughs> there you go. Like so wait, it's farmland? It's face land. What's that? It looks like farmland? There is some farm plots around this little village. Is anything growing? Yes. Yes, these... Fields look like they are growing food. Yeah, they have to have, because there's people living in the town. This has got to be something to feed them. Of course, they could be eating off those dead bones out there. The giant creatures. Oh, does it look like something that we've seen? We know what it is? Like, what what the heck's growing out there? We don't know. Kudzu. Weird things? Kudzu will grow anywhere, but you can't eat kudzu. No, uh, it's mostly like... Farming simple necessities. There's wheat to make bread and 
let's say some corn. Cotton. Maybe there's some cotton in order to make garments from. Real basic stuff. It's not like you see uh, an intricate garden of herbs or anything. It's mostly like what you would require in order to keep the people of this town alive. Gotcha. It's not a money crop. No, there's no money crop. Okay. So we're headed up. Is there like a fence around this place? No, the village doesn't have any walls separating it from the surrounding uh, landscape. Hmm. And as you follow Rawl's simple magic stone on a string, for some reason, the sound of the terrible chittering insects ceases. All but instantly. That's great. As we get up to the village? As you get into the farmland, the sound of the chittering insects falls off. Huh. Like crickets do. When you walk up next to them, they stop making noise. Or maybe there's some sort of magic that they keep the crops safe from the bugs. No, they hear Ghostslinger tromping through the dirt, making a lot racket when she walks. I don't make racket. <laughs> That's you. She's the quietest one. <laughs> I thought that'd get a rise out of her. As the chittering insects stop and you guys pass into this farmland, Rawl immediately perks up and stops in place. He stashes the guide stone from in front of him and buries himself within his traveling cloak as much as possible. No like place. He knows something's coming. You lead. He could tell us. His clawed hands trace a sigil in the air, and there is a glow for a moment as he whispers something, and you instantly see his scales disappear, and he now appears to you as a hobbit. And he says, I hide. Normal Maybe you should turn into a hobbit. Nah. Hmm. Me and my hat do whatever we want. Okay. You're going to be a tree. Nah, I'm not going to be a tree this time, I swear. I'd love to be a tree, but last time I was a tree, you guys tried to break sticks off of me. What? <laughs> we needed firewood. It's kind of rude. <laughs> it was rude. Just a random tree walking right, so in your house. Ready for the, locusts. the locusts are going to attack us. I've got to get some fire ready. They're not going to attack us. Why is Rawl hiding? Well, can we ask people. him what he's hiding from? He's hiding from the people? Yes, most likely. He's hiding from the crickets. Well, what do you ask? You're the one that wanted to ask the question, Mom. Uh, Roll, why are you hiding? Strange place, new people. Uh, Roll, no trust. Great. I knew I should have taken the sword out. <laughs> well, Roll is also a kobold who are a evil race of monsters. Mm-hmm. So anytime a kobold tries to go into town, they're basically accused of being a thief and or instantly, you know, attacked by city guards or mm. anyone else because kobolds steal stuff and don't understand the concept of good and evil. They only understand that they want something, so they take it. And this is the guy we're following? <laughs> He's hanging around with us. I don't know if I trust him. Rawl isn't the normal kobold fair. I mean, kobolds also cannot do magic. Okay, this is a special dude. Okay, anyway, 
Um, so we're on the outskirts of town. Yeah, he's a special he's a special dude, you know, because sometimes he's a dragon. So can we see any people yet? So as you get closer in, you get a better look at the buildings. You see that these buildings are small cottages with thatched roofs. The walls appear stone at the base, and above that, they appear to be a mix of bone and plaster made from the gray dust of the barren area that you have been traveling through. You see small pens made to hold animals that appear to be doing well. There are some goats and sheep being tended to. You do see some townsfolk moving around, taking care of their daily chores. Do they look like normal people? They all appear to be human, from what you can tell. And they seem like they're in pretty good shape. They don't seem underfed. Uh, They don't seem like they are in duress. Downtrodden. (laughs) But as you watch for a little bit, it seems that some of them are like whistling to themselves and cheerfully going about their day. And some of them seem really downtrodden they don't look physically damaged but they look depressed asharis do we have anything to trade Hmm. we can make friends maybe they're whistling right some a boy tending to the goats in one of the pens he was throwing in like a big thing of hay for these goats to eat on notices you as you're walking into town and he comes to the edge of the pen and waves at you. Excuse me. I thought that was a kazoo and I was going to get really happy and then I got disappointed. I'm playing a comb. It sounds like a kazoo. Exactly. He's playing a piece of paper. Well, everybody's whistling, so I'm going to join in. <laughs> so now we're going to make friends with this guy, right? He's waving at us. Maybe. Let's say he's 15 years old. 30 feet away? 60. Far enough you can see him well. You're still coming into town. And he's waving at you. He's waving at us. This is how we do the dance. And he says, Ho, travelers! We don't get uh, people through here all that often. Are there any hot shops in town? What's a hot shop? Hat. Hat. (laughs) Oh, well, we have hats. There's not really a shop for it. We're not a very big town. So, I mean, my my mum made my clothes. Maybe she could make you a hat. We we definitely I'm sure I'm sure that um the uh I'm sure that Dee down at the general store, she'd be very interested to know if you have any goods for sale. Are you traveling merchants? We have things to trade. Hmm. We're not traveling merchants though. Uh yes, we are traveling no, merchants. We aren't. <laughs> yes, what are we? He rolled a one, so he definitely didn't hear Ghostslinger saying that you're not traveling merchants because she likes to talk under her breath so that no one can hear anything she says on the podcast. Precisely. We're going to assume that Asharis was speaking up and said, yes, we're traveling merchants. And he's like, oh, great news. It's always good when we get traveling merchants through town. It means that we get some more exotic materials than just what we can make ourselves out here. Hmm. What is the name of this town? Oh, oh, uh, how do you, how do you not know where you're going? Well, uh... Oh, don't, don't worry, don't, think, I didn't mean to be so rude. This is, this is Brightstone Village. Hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> We're like a, a shining beacon in the Shadowfell. That is true. And he gestures He gestures up. Do you have any bright stones in this town? Is that so how it got its name? What's up? <gasps> Do you look up? Yes. Yes. You see the sky, and it's not full of clouds. Ew. Really? Interesting. Well, how is it here that here you can see the sky and other places you cannot? That's how they're growing plants. Yeah, I know. Brightstone is is protected. Our our Lord, our protective deity, has a a blessing over over our small town. It's it's how we survive here. No, nothing lives in the barren wastes. Hmm. Can we ask about those big bones out there? You certainly can ask, but I don't really want to talk about them. Whoa. Okay. Man, now I'm even more curious about the giant bones. Hmm. It's it's especially rare that we would we would get such a diverse crew of people through. You must you must have very exotic gear traveling with half elves and and hobbits. Hmm. I don't know how exotic it is, but I assure you, if it's anything different than than you you can make out of the dirt, it's it's more exotic than what we have. Well, I'm pretty fantastic. Ow! <laughs> I mean, look at you. Your gear is fantastic. And he he gestures to like your your breastplate, which is forged dwarven mithril and ghost slinger, who has you know the shaft of shaft hilt of her katana sticking out uh, off, off of her back. I didn't think how we must look now, too. <laughs> she's she's wearing this fantastical, like, eastern armor garb that she has that's her ninja gear. I imagine Genji. You have problems. <laughs> you know? I'm not a robot, I don't think. And I mean, Merlin is I'm I'm going to guess that Merlin is probably wearing some nice wizardly robes. I imagine in the real world they were quite brightly colored, but here they just kind of look brighter gray. Ew, bright colors. Mm. Well, I'm colorblind, but I can't imagine what color I'm wearing. He's wearing orange. <clears throat> Rawl, being an intelligence-based class and a wizard, when he pressed a digit... Well, no, it's not. It's disguised self. When he disguised himself as a halfling, he colored his skin gray so that he looks normal for around here. He's hard to see, then. Hmm. Gray on gray is definitely hard to see. Well, everything is black and white. I know. And I, I can only see black and white. Well, it's some of the time. So what do you do now? He mentioned a D's general store. To go to D's general store? Is there I an have inn? a few. Well, yes, yes, there is an inn, actually. We have it for the, the priests who come into town from time to time. It's, uh, it's Maurice's place, just, just down the main road here. There aren't a lot of roads. There really is just the one kind of row of houses. <laughs> uh, they don't even have one red light this town. Oh no, no, there is. If there if there were red lights, this would not be a town with a red light in it. It it would just be you know maybe a yield sign. Hmm. So where does the the deity live? Oh well, all deities live in the plane of the gods. I mean, we we are bestowed with his blessings, but we don't. Let's go to the plane of the gods. I mean, Mom. do you do you believe? 
I just wanted to check. Was there a church or something set up? You know, you want. Oh yes, there there, there is a there is a church. We have a, an area to to pray to to him. Gotcha. I mean, priests were coming. You know, like. Do you do? I I hate I hate to trouble, but do do you have any 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 small trinkets that maybe I could have for free? What do you got to trade? Well, I I did just tell you everything about our small town. I was I was hoping it was a gesture of good faith. Information only? Well, I could give you a comb. <laughs> I also have one made out of metal. Metal comb. Turn it into a knife if you wanted to. Merlin has a real-life metal comb for some reason. Yes, it's made in the USA. Hmm. Number 225. Huh. Cool. You don't see those every day of the week. Let's say you pull out a comb. I'm going to say you got it when you were with the dwarves in Aberdeen. So you pull out this, what you think is just a plain, normal comb, and his eyes light up. Because this thing is, is uh, firstly, it's metal, which they don't have a lot of around here. But And if whatever they do have goes to the blacksmith for making like farming tools. They do repair work. They don't do new stuff. Mm. So you pull out this this metal comb crafted by dwarves, and his eyes light up. He's like, "Ooh, hey, that's that's a fine comb. That I would I would very much so love to have a comb like that." This comb is a Deltar number two twenty eight, made by the elves for us to for this trip. Yep, definitely made by the elves. I could trade this for something. Of importance. Works rather well. <laughs> Keeps my hair any color I want to imagine. So I'm colorblind. Doesn't change much for me, but for you, this could be a valuable item. Okay. Do you, Merlin, actually mean that this is a magical item comb that changes the hair color of the person who uses it? Or are you trying to bluff him into thinking it is a magical comb that you are about to give him? Yes, I don't like that you're teasing him. I don't either. It's rude. I'm definitely want him to think this is a valuable item here. You can also play. I want you to just give him the code. Rude. Now he's whistling. Merlin is in a very magical or very musical mood tonight. Mm-hmm. I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that's <laughs> why. That makes sense. Yes, that is exactly why. I will trade this comb to you for all of the valuable information you gave me. Can you point me in the direction of the small t- store? Well, yes. The uh, the the inn is right across the street from Dee's general store. Uh, as you go down the road, you'll see the sign for the general store, and the and the inn is, is is the building just across from it. Thank you, sir. Oh, and I I do very much appreciate this this fine comb. I will take very good care of it. My family will be exceedingly happy. They're going to be You're very welcome. Ghostlinger, what are you doing? What? You're touching the microphone. I can hear it. I'm sorry. What are you doing? Why are you touching the microphone? I'm adjusting it. So that you can be heard better? This is very strange of you. Yes. What? You were complaining. Across the street from the general store is what? He told you that the, the, the inn and tavern was across the street from the general store. I'm drawing, you know. Was that? We're headed for the store. Are you headed for the store? Yes, I think so. The store. These general store. Okay, so you guys head down the street, and this town looks like it's 
very well taken care of. Their their little road doesn't have deep cart tracks in it or anything. It it's just a little street and it's not all muddy. It's it's got some dust on it, but it's not like it's not like the area around it. It's like things were done here purposefully and they are well maintained. Are there horses? You don't see any horses on the main drag. Pack animal, mate. Pack animal. As you head down the street, you see to one side in one of the fields there is a donkey pulling a a small cart. All right. So as you do head down this this main drag of town, which, as I said, is the only drag of town, you see a sign hung out from one of the small cottages that uh, actually it's in front of the cottage, like a, a realtor's sign. So it's a single post with a post going out from that, and then there's a little hanging swingy sign that says uh, D's General Store. All right. It's called the D. D-E-E, like someone's name. D-D. All right. The king. Let's go to the general store, guys. <gasps> I wonder right. what's happening. <laughs> the general store. <laughs> All right, you guys walk up to the door of G's general store, and you can see that there is a window, which is kind of like, it's it's fancy for this little town. It is very fancy to have a, a small window in the door of the store. And you can see light inside. Look, see it? Hmm. There it is. D's okay. general store. D's general store. <laughs> They already have the window. Yep. Right up the babe's mouth right there. <laughs> so you open up the door to D's general store and step in. Open yes. up just again. You hear a bell jingle overhead. And there is a lady sitting in the back of the store. And she is doing some sewing. Uh, you see some items on shelves behind her. And there are racks with various different bits and pieces. There's string, rope. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else they'd have. Some bolts of cloth, box of needles, some pins. There's jars. You have a water bag. Oh, uh, well, hello. Uh, welcome, welcome to my store. I'm I'm D, and uh, I I who 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 might you be? I I assume you're new in town. I've not seen you before. Yes. Just uh, looking for a water bag for my travels, for my donkey. Because you have one. <laughs> I'm looking to buy a donkey also. <laughs> Motor mouth friend here. Buying a donkey will be very difficult in, in this town. We've only got the one, and he, he's not mine, so I, I can't help you there. But I, we, I, do have, I do have a water skin. How much would the water skin be? Let's see how much money I have here. You do have water, right? Yes, yes. They, uh, we do have a, a clean, a, a clean source of water in the town. It's, uh, it's basically the only reason we can live here. I see. Without water, nothing survives. That's true. I figured there was something keeping everybody here. It's not those big bones out front. Oh no! Surely, surely not. Five silver. Five silver. This does it have a, a cork in it? Probably the kind you tie off. I don't imagine it has a cork in it. Darn. I was so hoping. Hoping to get a cork for free? Well, I would be- a cork sometimes you can put with a hook and a string and go catch a fish. And then we can eat. I have a fishing pole. I know, but I thought maybe a cork would be like a bobber. 
on your fishing line. Oh, yeah, you guys have a bag of holding. I was about to have this moment where, like, really? Asharis has been wandering around this whole time with, like, a seven-foot fishing pole hanging off of her back? <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a bag of holding, yes. Correct. So, let me ask you, Dungeon Master. When selling things in such a town, are they worth more money? Potentially they could be, depending on what the thing is and how bad the town needs it. Like silverware. If you have cutlery, <laughs> uh, it would be a rare commodity here. I have silverware. Uh, roll an insight check. Uh, nine. You special I don't know person. what insight is. So, with a nine, which isn't far off of average... So I'm going to say you overestimate a little bit how much your stuff is going to be worth here. So you, because you you know that they don't have a lot, they've told you as much, uh, and you can look around and see on the shelves that they don't have a lot here. There's also not much that there's nothing here that's rare, right? They've got necessities to survive with, but not much else. So you think that anything you sell here is pretty much going to be a one-sided transaction. The only thing they'll be able to give you is money if they have money. Mm. So, like, you can get the necessities from here for sure. Like, if you want clean water and if you want your clothes washed or if you want maybe... I want rope! A new shirt or some rope. Yes, you'd be able to get some rope here. So... With a grappling hook. With a grappling hook? <laughs> uh, that's going to be a harder sell, you think. <laughs> but I will be able to replace my rope. You look around and there is rope on the wall. You think you'd easily be able to get rope here. Okay, well, I would like to sell my silverware. So are you are you doing the traveling merchant bit? Yes, I have this fine silverware. So start with the, why have you come to town? What brings you into our, our, our little settlement? I am a traveling merchant and would like to sell this silverware. <laughs> uh, is it actually silverware? That's that's unbelievable. What you you must come from a very prosperous place to have such fine cutlery in your possession. What what is your silverware? Is it did you just write down silverware and that's it? Yes. Or does it say like fork knife? No, it says silverware. <laughs> does it have a does it have a value next to it? Three gold. Three gold worth of silverware. All right, so we're gonna say that three gold worth of silverware. You've got um, three sets of knife, fork, and spoon, and even a salad fork <gasps> for each set. <gasps> so you've got a, you've got a nice set of cutlery. Yes. So maybe I could just sell like one set. If that's all they can afford, I don't know. So how much how much would you want for such a fine set of cutlery? Zero ninety nine. Hmm. You gotta be nice to the people, Mom. I know, I kinda feel that way as well. Uh I will also give you this place has, you know, food and water, and you haven't seen food and water since you came here. You've been living out of your backpacks and your water stores are very low. The only thing you saw that looked like water, you definitely didn't want to drink out of. So while you are here, you might also want some of those necessities. All right. What if I trade you this silverware for some rope, water, and uh, some food? What? What kind? Of, I, 
I I accept your terms. What kind of food would you like? We have we have various canned commodities. I say canned. I mean jars of of foodstuffs. Yes. That that would be well for your travel. I'm I'm assuming you you're not here to stay in town. I mean, uh I I don't I I I I know the life that you that you lead. I I've done it myself. It's it's a lot of travel and it can be quite dangerous out there. So you you may want to stay in town for a few days. Yes. The game. We will not be staying long, but no. We're just passing through. So uh, how how much how many jars would you would you like and what kind we have some some basic soups uh, that would travel well that sounds fabulous you have any ketchup (laughs) that is the wrong dye but it'll work unfortunately the tomato crop didn't come in as well as we would have liked this year so we are our stores are very low on on tomato paste well the romans invented ketchup to travel with all their armies i was hoping Hmm. Have you seen anything interesting out on the road? I assume you came in today, so your your tales must be fresh. We came through the Bone Forest, which was very interesting. You went through that dreadful place? Yes, and we ran into this lady named uh, Sophia. I'm going to retcon that. I already named someone Sophia, and you don't know her name because you didn't ask. She is Sophie, and you don't know her name. <laughs> We don't? No. How come I... No, he accidentally said... Because when I accidentally said Sophia, everyone lost their minds and immediately thought that they knew they'd solved the puzzle. You guys had the answers to everything because I accidentally read a name. Oh I just God. I just said something because I was like, oh, wow, he accidentally said a name. I'm going to point it out now. Yep. It was, <laughs> it was the end of the world. I... I messed up as the dungeon master because I wrote Sophia in my notes. But actually, it's going to be Sophie, and you don't know her name. But you do know that you ran into a girl, and then a beast. Yes, she was a beast, yes. So, uh, how many jars of soup would be, would, would, do you think would be fair? Are you asking D? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll stay out of it. Let's see, so you're getting 50 feet of rope and water... And soup. Uh, I think I think I could give you maybe five jars of soup. That would that would tide you over for for a few days at least. That is perfect. If if you have anything else to trade, uh, we have some some dried goods too. Dad, what kind of things are dried goods? Like what food mm. is dried food? Jerky. Dried meat, but like what else can you dry to eat? Jerky, jerk beans. Uh, different types of tack is. Also edible in a hard time. I don't know what a tack is. What's a tack? A saddle, a belt, shoes made of leather. Yeah, but you don't want to eat your shoes. <laughs> if you had to. She's not going to offer to sell you shoes to eat. <laughs> I know that. You asked me what was what was what was dryable. You know. What- I'm trying to stock the store. <laughs> okay, popcorn and dried corns. Okay, corns and beans. And- seed corn. Seed corn. Uh, maybe green green beans. Green beans, seed corn, peas, they're also dried, yes. Oh, legumes. Are legumes like nuts? Are those things that are grown underground? Or do they all come on trees? I don't even know. Yeah, nuts grow underground. Yeah, so there's some various, she's, she's, uh, she says they've got some various like 
uh, edible roots that travel well and, and stuff like that. If you have anything else that, that you'd be willing to, to part ways with, I, I can st- supply you with some basic foods. I have some sassafras. You have herbs and stuff. That's interesting proposition. I don't know how she'd feel. Is it uh, is it uh, alive? Could I could I plant it? No, and... no, no. Oh, you don't have seeds. No. Oh. No. Sassafras Mom, is do something. Mom, are you okay? It hurts. Why? Oh. You should stop playing full contact football. Well, you know, it's only flag football, but it is quite painful. There is contact. <laughs> Do you have anything else to to trade? No, I don't think so. You don't have anything else that you'd be willing to part with? No. I figured surely your bags would be full of random knickknacks by now. Well, I have a, an interesting <laughs> stone. It's it's not like a shot. Uh, it's not like raw raw stone, but it's a flat. Stone. <laughs> I, I'd rather not get rid of all my valuable uh, teacups and. <laughs> yes, Ghostslinger definitely has a bag full of random knickknacks. Like, I know, I'm looking at this going, you know, I don't want the money, I don't want the food, I use my random things for things. No. I'm keeping my stuff, all my random stuff. You, you, could, uh, you could always. And just offer to buy food. You have money. Yeah, but we don't want people to know we have a lot of money. You don't have to pretend you have a lot of money. You just have money. I mean, when I open my wallet, I don't tell everyone, look how much money is in my wallet. <laughs> you can write with this stone. This is a writing stone. It's a tool. You do have a quill and ink. You've got mm-hmm. oils and stuff that might be valuable and hard to come by here. Uh, I know Merlin bought oil. I did. You can file your nails with this. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but I'm really not that interested in a stone. We all right. We have enough stones. That that we do have in abundance. It's my stone. Okay, so we have the name of the town is Bright Stone. So I thought maybe you'd have some bright stones here. Well, we are the only place where the sun does occasionally shine. That that I know of in all of my travels through the land. Do you know anything about the bone forest? She opens her mouth and then closes it and looks down. Did you actually tell her what you saw? I tried to, but it was the wrong name, so... Well, I know, but, like, what did you tell her? You're asking about it now, so I kind of need to know. Did you tell her you saw a girl? I said I saw a girl in the the, uh, stone, in the bone forest... Did you know her? who she was? Why she hangs out in the clearing? She So she opens her mouth and then she closes it and then she looks down at the floor and her eyes look um, heavy, I guess is the word. You can tell that she's over... Actually, roll a perception check. Okay. Maybe insight. She's not your daughter, I hope. Sixteen. Sixteen. You can tell that she's overcome with great sadness. When you mention the girl in the bone forest. Emotions. Hmm. Yes. Well, I don't mean to uh, infringe on your feelings. She, that's, that was Sophie. She was a daughter to one of the farmer families. She, uh, she was exiled in order to 
perpetuate our lives here. Well, that's terrible. They sacrificed her? Sacrifices must be made. She's not dead. She's out there standing in the middle. Yeah, and she has a demon probably attached to her. She... She's as as good as dead. No one, no one here will. I've I've not been here as, as long as as everyone else. I didn't I didn't grow up here. I, I suppose that it makes me a bit more sentimental than than the others, uh, because I I know what the outside is like, and perhaps it makes me complicit more than than everyone else. Especially because I chose it here. Um, well, you're doing okay. You have a store. Yes. I, I, I used to be like, like you. I was a traveling merchant. Out there, in, in the, rest of the, of the, re- the rest of the wilds, it's, it's like life is a lottery. Every day you're still alive, you've won. But here, it's the other way around. We we give out we give out death on a lottery, so that the rest of us don't have to worry about it. Does does that make sense? It's a little scary, but yeah. Hunger Games. How is the uh, how's the inn across the street to change the subject and be a little happier? Because we're going to spend the night here. Oh, that's that's Maurice's place. He's the innkeeper. He he'll take good care of you if you do decide to stay the night. The rooms are clean, no bugs. Uh, he makes a good stew. Good stew. I could use a good stew. All right. Sounds good. Let's go, gentlemen. I mean, uh, ladies, and let's go to the uh, inn and have a have a nightcap because it's getting late. It's almost four o'clock. <laughs> why? Why? Yes, it is. It it is getting rather late. Uh, I should I should probably get back to my sewing. I have to patch up this shirt. One of the farmer's boys. Always, always tearing his shirts. We don't have that many to go around, so I, I tend to patch up clothes on the side. If you do decide to come back and pick up any more supplies, feel free to drop in. Thank you. Thank you, Dee. We're going to tell Maurice that you sent us. And because I have to go get a haircut, because I uh, my hair is atrocious, and it's getting late here in the real world... Uh, we will tune in again next week for another exciting edition of D and D tonight. Reminds me of like Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> I loved Rocky and Bullwinkle. Will they make it to the inn? <laughs> There's the end. And what will befall them there? Tune in next week for D and D tonight. And don't forget, you can reach out and get our attention at Derek at DND Tonight or DNTonight.com. See you next time.